Happy birthday to the church this morning. Blessed Pentecost. Welcome, welcome to Middle. We are so glad that you've chosen to worship with us this morning. Thank you for coming. As I just said, it is the birthday of the church, um, and we will celebrate thusly. So let us get into worship. But before we do, we like to take a deep centering breath together. Come, let us worship God. Middle, you look beautiful this morning. Hello, Middle Online. We have a little... We, wow, that was really energetic, though. Uh -huh. <laughs> so we have a little Spanglish for you to start off the morning uh, worship menu. So I just want to just say it once, if you could say it back to me. Si tuvieras fe. All the Spanish for that line in your set. And then you get to say, Muevete. Oh, I love that. And then you get to say, Se moverá. Se moverá. Yes. Now, it could be dangerous using bulletin and hand motions, but if you feel advanced, we want to invite you. So it says, Si tuvieras fe, just like a little seed of mustard. This is what Jesus has. Thank you, Gospel Choir. Just like a little seed of mustard, this is what Jesus has. You would be able to tell the mountain. You would be able to tell the mountain. And then the mountain. And then the mountain. Middle, would you stand as you are able? I'm gonna sing it for you so you hear it. Si tuvieras fe, just like a little seed of mustard. This is what Jesus has said. Si tuvieras fe, just like a
Good morning, Middle. Happy birthday to us. And also, happy Pride. Yes, right? So, our Pride calendar is live and on the website. Visit Middle Church. Dot org, of course, backslash pride to see all that we have in store this month and to get plugged in. All right, so moving on, we have and we are excited about launching a four week writing series called Telling Truths about race with middle member Jocelyn Liu. Yes, give it up for her who will encourage us to look more deeply at our stories and how they have and continue to shape us. Now, the workshops, they're on Zoom and will be every other Tuesday evening in June and July. So this all kicks off next Tuesday on June 14th. And we ask that anyone interested, get committed, get connected to the full series, sign up online, all right? And then, Finally, today is Pentecost, right? You see my red, yes. And we want to remind you it's also the birthday of the church. So after worship today, join us as the congregation walks from East End Temple, right here, to our home site, which is 112 Second Avenue, to celebrate. Yes, 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 all right. So now, so now. It is time for us to take that breath in, yes? Let's breathe and then release. Let's breathe and then release. All right. The Lord's Prayer. Oh, we have something else coming up. So let's get concentrated on our prayers for the people.
Selah, the pause, the deep breath, in and out. Join us in the Lord's Prayer, in the language that you know, the words that resonate for you. Ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign, the power, and the glory forever. Now, siblings and friends, let us now pass the peace, the peace that passes all understanding. Peace be with you.
Let's thank the gospel choir again. Let's thank the band again. Happy Pride, everybody. How many of you are here for the very first time today? Yay! Woo! Wonderful. Welcome. Welcome. How many of you are here for the very first time today? Yeah. That too, right? Yeah. Well, this is our little Mishkan, our temple, our tabernacle. Um, we're hosted by our friends at East End here, so we're delighted to be with all of you. Uh, and all of you today in this beautiful place. Um, I'm Jackie Lewis, if you're new for the very first time. I'm the senior minister, and we are all delighted that you found your way here on the birthday of the church on the first Sunday in Pride. We're, we're glad you're with us. Um, let us hear now a word from God. This is Pentecost Sunday, and that really literally is 50 days after Passover. And our Jewish friends yesterday would have been celebrating Shavuot, which is the day that they commemorate the giving of the law on Mount Sinai. It's important for us Christians to understand our Jewishness. Uh, we built our whole faith on Judaism, but this day especially is a day that is built on top of the Jewish celebration of the coming of the law. So listen for the word from God in the book of Acts that talks about the coming of the Holy Spirit. I'm reading Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now, there were devout Jews from every people under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered was bewildered because each one heard their speech in their own native language. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not the ones speaking Galileans? And how is it that we each hear, each of us, in our own language? Parthenians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Persia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. <laughs> Honey. 
child. <laughs> this is the word of God for the people of God. <laughs> Thanks be to God. I want you to understand that sneer. Amen. Um, say a word of prayer with me, please. Natalie, come find my document. Holy One, may the words of our mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in our sight. Amen. It's, a, it's an iPad. Amen. It's a hard not you know, iPad. This is a, this is a, this is a winning moment for, in the digital world of online ministry. Thanks be to God. I don't like no manuscripts. And I don't like no iPads. But here we are. I've been in ministry for about 34 years, which means I've preached about 34 Pentecost sermons. And you can bore yourself if you say the same thing every year. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> so I'm always trying to turn the text upside down and ask, like, what is it saying right now? What is it saying right now? When once again last night, one of our cities was decimated and destroyed by gun violence. What does it say right now when that was the 42nd mass shooting since Buffalo? Are you tracking that? 42nd mass shooting since Buffalo. Somebody say, Lord have mercy. I found myself these last few weeks as you were as well, I'm sure just absolutely overwhelmed, like the world is on fire, literally the world is on fire, burning bushes, burning landscapes on fire, on fire with vitriol and violence in the public square, on fire with um, gun violence. And, like, why do you need an AR-15 rifle for anything? The deer do not run that fast. It's just, no, it doesn't make any sense. There's no hobby that requires that. Why are we trying to roll back the rights that our ancestors have lived and died for? I'm just like you, super worried. And in the context of that worry, wondering what does this word have to say to us about speaking in tongues? What does this word have to say to us about speaking in tongues? And it came to me doing my research, which I'm a nerd about biblical research. Uh, my team knows that the Acts looks like it's a book about the miracle of Pentecost. Looks like it's a book about the coming of the wind. <sighs> rushing and making a lot of noise like a tornado. It seems like it's about the miracle of fire landing on everybody, and God knows it's been used, especially in the black church, as a miracle about speaking in tongues. And if you can, yay, and if you can't, not so good. And, and if you can, yay, someone has to interpret it for you, and blah, 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 blah. and you might pretend, and yay, right? That's what it is, and it's a whole crazy thing about a litmus test. It seems like it's about that but it's not. I don't think so. I think the book of Acts, and particularly this story, is about God's succession plan. I like that made you pause. <laughs> I think it's about God's succession plan. Luke has written his first gospel, and now this book to a particular person named Theophilus, which means friend of God, and it seems like that's a rich patron, and the rich patron is paid to have the history told. Like, what happened with this Jesus thing? Tell me about it. And so in the second iteration, if you will, the second part in Acts, 
Luke wants this mostly Jewish audience to understand that though Jesus is dead, God's not finished. Believe in the resurrection or not, Luke is saying, God is not finished because the same God who created the world with just a spoken word, the same God whose spirit hovered over the deep at creation, the same God who filled the Adam with breath, that same God that blew wisdom, Sophia wisdom, into the minds and hearts of prophets to lead God's people, the same God that can make some old people like Abraham and Sarah get pregnant, and the same God who hovered over Mary, collaborating with her to have her come to fruit with baby Jesus, that same God, that same God was not finished because death wants to kill love. It wasn't finished because violence wants to disrupt human life. God wasn't finished because fear causes us to just show our butts and give evil content into the world. God wasn't finished is what Luke wanted those disciples to know. So yes, they had an appearance with Jesus. And yes, Jesus told them, hey, 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 go to Jerusalem. Go to the place where you've gone before. And go to that room where you've met before, to that mishkan when you've gathered before. And when you get there, I want you to stand still and wait. Because God, that same breath-giving, life-giving, life-altering, liberating God, it's a promise-keeping God. And the promise is that the Spirit is going to come. And the promise is that when the Spirit comes, you are going to have power, dynamis, power, to continue to do the work that Jesus started. Luke wants the people to know that Jesus was one in the lineage of prophets to bring God's love and justice on the earth, one in the lineage of promise-keeping, world-altering, life-changing agents of love and justice, and that just like Jesus did it, the disciples were going to do it too. They were next in line to heal the world. Can you feel what I'm saying? And so this miracle moment, this power dropping, this power surge moment is a moment of new life being given to the movement of love and justice and equipping them with spirit and tactics and tools and purpose and education and wisdom and words, prophetic words to use to convert other folks into the business of healing the world. This is God's succession plan. And in order for us to participate in it, we do have to speak in tongues. But I'm not talking about unknown tongues. That wasn't the miracle. All those weird words I read, Pamphylia and Persia and Medes and Crete, Cre you know, those were real towns in the known world with real people in the known world who spoke real languages. The miracle of Pentecost was that those Galileans, speaking kind of bad Aramaic, said their peace and Kaede would have heard it. Said their peace and Joy would have heard it. Said their peace and Carlos would have heard it. Said their peace and me who speaks, you know, homegirl blackness sometimes would have heard it. 
The miracle was that there was a translation into the context of those who gathered so that they heard the good news of God's deeds of power and it was able to transform their lives. Simultaneously transform the lives of all of the people gathered there. And who were gathered there were people just as strange, I mean, just as wonderful. I mean, just, I mean, just as kooky. I mean, just as odd. I mean, just as diverse, you know what I mean, as we are. There they were. Some of them had, you know, taken a private jet <laughs> to Jerusalem because they had it like that. And somebody had come in a caravan with their kids. And somebody had come on an Uber and somebody had come on the subway. All of them had been inoculated. All of them had in their masks. But there they were. There they all were. They were all there, some of them with their backpacks from Target, and some of them with their Louis Vuitton suitcases because there was a great diversity like there is here. I know some of you have Louis Vuitton suitcases. I don't. Um, there they were, there they were, in all of their splendor, all of their joyful amazingness. There were the queer ones, and the queer ones were the butch ones, and then they were the femme ones, and they were the bears, and they were the skinny ones, and they were the tops and the bottoms. All of them were there. And the trans ones were there. I'm just saying, they were all there. And the trans ones were there. Uh, uh, don't tell me who you are, I'm just saying they were there. That's what I'm saying. They were all there. They were all there in their splendor. There were even straight ones there. <laughs> yes, there were five or six or 10 straight ones there. <laughs> the straight ones were men and women, and some of them didn't want to identify who they were. And they were loud, and they spoke soft, and they were big boned, and they were tiny, and the men were strong and capable, and sometimes they were soft, and they wanted to spoon with the women, and the women were in charge, and all of them were there. They were there dressed in their prayer shawls. They were there dressed in their white linen for the summer early, but they were there. <laughs> they were all there, all there. They were there with gnarled knuckles and knees that don't quite work. They were there too young to know that they didn't have the power. They had just turned six and they were there. They were there frightened, they were there grieving, they were there with headaches, they were there with tears, they were there struggling in their body to be healthy, but they were there. And they were there because they had been told to go and they believed God enough to believe, to go, to try. They stayed in the customs of their ancestors. They sat in the space waiting for the spirit and the spirit came. It did come like a rushing wind. It did come with tornado force. It did come with veil force winds. It did come category five or six. It came with a name, no doubt. It came with fire on the arm, singeing but not burning, not consuming. It came, but not just for the 12 in the upper room. It came for the whole community. All of the people gathered around. It was for all of the people because all of the people, not just the preachers, not just the writers, not just the musicians, not just the elders and the deacons, but all of the people were required to be in the movement so it would move. All of the people with their doubts and their fears, all of them, with their lackluster prayer life, all of them with their cynicism and skepticism and their fifth shaking, what in the hell, God? 
all of them were required, therefore empowered, to lead. And this is us, y'all. We're required to speak in tongues. We're required to speak in the tongues of grief. We're required to speak in the tongues of hope. We're required to stand between hope and despair. We're required to speak in the tongue of what if, and we're required to speak in the tongue of oh hell no. And we're required to be prophetic in the name of Jesus and not compromise and not pretend like any gun on the street won't kill. Because it will. <laughs> We're required to be multiple issued people in our faith, that we can do voting rights and abortion rights and gun control and anti-Asian violence stopping and queer as we want to be and Black Lives Matter and we can take care of Mother Earth. We can be complicated and powerful and wild in our organizing. We need the ones who know how to do homelessness. We need the ones who know how to do democracy. We need the ones who know how to make art. We need the ones who know how to stand up and go, I'm a child, vote for me. We need the ones who can sing and dance and write music. We need the ones who will usher. We need the ones who will make donations. We need the ones who will go to the border. We need the ones who will go to the border on the internet where Republican and Democrat can't talk anymore. You have been given power, middle family. Power to speak in tongues. So that every human being, the Jews and the Gentiles, the Buddhists and the Muslims, the Zoroastrians, I don't know what they believe with them, the atheists and the agnostics, the lawyers, the teachers, the moms, the dads, the politicians, the damned NRA, so that they'll watch us and see us and hear us and be transformed, right? To be the people of God. I mean the real, the, like down to the bone, lovers of God and lovers of God's people. In every way we can do it, at work, at home, on the playground, in the streets, in our therapy offices, when we're teaching, when we're nursing, every single day, all day long, you are required to be in this movement of love and justice, of love, period. That's why the Spirit came. And it's not like they, the Spirit came and needs to show up again next year this time, or the Spirit's not here. No, the Spirit's here. Been done come, okay? Been done, been here, right? All we have to do is take a deep breath and remind ourselves that the Spirit is here. Take a deep breath and remind yourself the sacrament that is a sign and a seal of the reality, this is the sacrament, is the breathing. Just breathe in the Spirit and remind yourself that the Spirit has come. Come on now, breathe in with me because the Spirit is here. Breathe in a deep breath of Spirit power. Because we have so much work to do.
This is the day that God has made for us to rejoice and be glad in, to lift up our heads toward the Holy One and fill our nostrils with the life-giving spirit of love that has called us to change us and the world. We've been invited to take a deep drink of spirit, a deep bite of spirit, a chunk of spirit. If you're on home, online at home, you know, in our house, we might do some bread and milk. We might do Oreo cookies and wine. We don't know what we're going to do, but we, we have something to, to break and something to drink. So please get yours and know that you right there in your living room watching your television, on your smartphone, in the park, you are in the sanctuary where the Spirit has come. Quite simply, there are so many words to say about the simple fruit of the earth that becomes bread or cupcake or pizza or tortilla. But my mom said, this bread means God will always love you. And there's so much to say about the fruit of the vine. All the people of the earth who, who drink and are fed. But my mom said, this cup means God will never leave you. God will always love you. God will never leave you. God will never break God's promise. God will always show up. God has given us power to sustain ourselves and the world. The church is born because you show up and take in the spirit to heal the world. May it be so. Amen. Amen. My parents joined Middle in 2009. They had been coming to the church for a while but became members just before I was born because they wanted me to grow up in a place like this. The first time my mom felt me move in her belly was when she was sitting next to a speaker in the balcony of the sanctuary and the gospel choir was singing. We grew up here going to Kids in the Middle with Jim, Marta, Sarah, and Elise, making sandwiches making sandwiches with butterfly, playing in the bounce house at the block party, going to the pride parade, going to protests, and of course listening to Reverend Jackie preach about love and justice. Fast forward to April of 2021, when amidst a pandemic, our church burning down, and so much heartache in the world, Josephine was diagnosed with leukemia. Unbeknownst to each other, 
my husband and I both separately reached out to Middle Church the very night we found out. We both instinctively knew that we needed our church for the battle ahead, and Middle was there every step of the way. Throughout the entire process, we all held on to certain things to get through. I held on to the resilience and power of Middle, a community that had reformed itself during the pandemic, and then again following the tragic fire that destroyed the place we had made so many memories together. When I was in my darkest moments, I had a vision that one day I would see my children lighting Advent candles again in a new sanctuary, a rebirth in many ways. I held on to a prayer with Jackie at the beginning and we sang Siahamba together on the phone. I also held on to all the stuffed animals, art supplies, and drawings de that decorate our room. And now I hold on to the memories of seeing Hamilton with my family. Thank you. Um, I held on to daily texts of prayer and encouragement, homemade meals dropped off, help when we moved apartments, and origami cranes. I knew in every moment, good and bad, that you were praying, crying, or rejoicing with us. We're happy to report that after getting into remission, Josie received a bone marrow transplant in September, thanks to her big brother, Henry. nice and easy for me. <laughs> we knew all along that middle, middle was praying for us, from Zoom rooms to the sidewalk outside of Memorial Sloan Kettering on transplant day. When Josie's immune system was reconstituted and she was vaccinated, Middle was the first indoor gathering we attended. I wanted to present her back to the congregation in gratitude for your faith, which Hebrews 11 says is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I know you kept the faith when we couldn't, and I want to say thank you. Middle Church believes in love, period, and Middle is also a movement that needs you and your support. I hope you will consider joining us and sharing your time and talents. Middle has been able to endure so much and still provide support to its community because of the generosity, kindness, and love and commitment of the members that make up our church. I hope you want to be part of this part of this family if you want to become if you want if this is something you could use more in your life go to middletorch.org backslash join to become a member you can also fund this movement by scanning the QR code on the screen for Venmo or go to middletorch.org slash donate to give online
all trying to have some church up in the synagogue. All right. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, John. Thank you, Bam. Thank you, choir. Thank you, God's succession plan. Thank you, Love Army. Thank you, equippers and leaders and teachers, lovers, fighters, resistors. Thank you, winners, battlers, cajolers, convincers, butt kickers. <laughs> Thank you. You've received power. Holy Spirit power, my tradition, Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost, Holy God power. Not new power, old power. Call the world into existence power. Speak life power. The kind of power Nina cried. Power. Okay. The kind Marvin cried power, <laughs> and Ruby cried power. Um, the kind Dion cried power, yeah. Madge cried power. The kind, the marchers in the streets cried power. Power to put these guns away. Power to roll forward human rights. Power to change the world. You are God's succession plan. Every single one of you. You got work to do. But you know, you got what you need to do it. So let's get busy healing the world. Amen? Amen. Now look, you know, Gian was like, she the choir saying, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe the choir should sing. I don't know, maybe it should. But, but that's for John and Dion to decide. What I want to tell you is please take your communion thingy up off the floor, off the sheet, because, you know, we're nice, power people clean up after themselves. And then we're going to walk gently down to 7th Street and 2nd Avenue. No rush. We'll be there when you get there with some cupcakes and some balloons and some birthday party, because middle is also being reborn. We will be rebuilding on our site. And it's going to take some time, but it's going to happen. So let's go say hello to our neighborhood and give thanks to God for that. I love you. I love you. I love you. Happy birthday, church. Happy birthday.